Love getting prices that are lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Michiana People podcast. We are sponsored by Mapletronics Computers. Mapletronics Computers and South Bend Brew Works are teaming up for an event on Thursday, September 29th from 530 to 8 p.m. This is a brew and business event called When IT Hits the Fan. We'll be talking about the challenges of information technology and in the business environment. Check out Mapletronics Facebook page or the Michiana People Facebook page and look at events. RSVP for the event and come see us. Drinks and appetizers will be provided. Traditional advertising is dead. Radio, TV, and magazine ads are ineffective and everyone's interest is fragmented. Vile Marketing will create a strong digital presence for your company using web development, content creation, search engine optimization, and social media. Their primary focus is growth. If you haven't figured out how to get quality leads or potential customers in the door, you need to give them a call. As a special offer to Michiana People podcast listeners, Grant at Vala Marketing would like to provide you with some free information, a website, search engine, and social media audit to help you identify where you're at and where you can go. Now, you can give Grant a call directly at 574-606-6696 or email him at grant at valamarketing.com. That's V-A-L-A marketing.com. Grant does a great job. He has been helping me with my website and actually did a video of this podcast, which will be coming out soon. First time I was on video and we, we just talk a lot. So he is the type of guy who uh, gets with you on your business goals and make sure that you're going in the right direction and social media really does help. In this episode, episode 30, I talked to uh, Gary Stiglitz and Jeff Thomas from Thomas and Stiglitz Brewing Company in Goshen. Now, these guys are both working full-time jobs and pursuing their craft brewing dreams in the evening. Thomas and Stiglitz is really making some unique craft brews, and it was super cool to talk to them about the beer, the process of brewing, and the fun of naming the beers. They've got some really cool names like Fuggle Nugget. That's what I was drinking when I interviewed them. Check them out on Fifth Street in Goshen if you like beer because they really they really make some unique stuff and I really enjoyed talking to them and I especially enjoyed the beer. A few things that are going on. It's funny, this is kind of a Goshen-based podcast because Mapletronics is in Goshen, Stiglitz, Thomas and Stiglitz is in Goshen, and the events I'm talking about are in Goshen. So we're Michiana people, but we're Goshen people in this podcast. On Friday, September 16th, Ignition Music in Goshen is hosting the WVPE New Music Meetup. 
They've got the uh, great indie pop group Ages and Ages, uh, and I checked them out and really, really, really like them and like to try to get to the show. You can uh, get tickets at ignitionmusic.net and click on upcoming shows and just buy your tickets right there. They do everything we'll call. Go see a show at Ignition. You will not regret it. A band that I've talked to and have been following is Shiny Shiny Black. They've got a new EP coming out called Wild Edges. I got an advanced copy of that and really, really like it. Um, they are in the middle of a crowdfunding for the effort. If you like to support good local music, check out their Pledge Music page. Now, you can get to that right from the Shiny Shiny Black Facebook page. It's the top post. Or the Michiana People podcast facebook page or you can type in pledge music forward slash projects forward slash wild edges right into your browser go in and uh, support them listen to their music i know you're going to like it and support them and they've got some really cool stuff stuff like um uh, handwritten lyric sheets you can uh go all the way up to have them performing a uh, private show for you uh i mean just Anything, uh, signed drumsticks. I mean, really, really cool stuff. And it's stuff that you would like to have when these guys make it big. So check out their Pledge Music page and help them support their Wild Edges project. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the podcast. If you like it, tell your friends. If you don't like it, tell me. I'm uh, working on the editing a little bit so that things are a little bit smoother. I am learning as I go, but after six months, I should uh, know a little bit more, so I'm taking a little more time. So I really hope you enjoy the podcast because I enjoy bringing it to you. So here comes Gary Stiglitz and Jeff Thomas from Thomas Stiglitz Brewing Company. I think you'll like it. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Michiana People Podcast. I am on site with Jeff Thomas and Gary Stiglitz. Stiglitz? Yes. Stiglitz. 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 At Thomas and Stiglitz Brewing Company in Goshen, Indiana. There you go, man. Now, there's not many things I like more than beer. Um, beer is definitely in the top five, so you guys are automatic friends of mine. Awesome. <laughs> we like friends. Yeah. So I am drinking Fuggle Nugget Coffee Stout Correct. as we speak, and I love it. I like, I like my stouts, and uh, I got the coffee, and... I just, I just love the smokiness of the style. This is fantastic. Tell us what you think. It's, it's just absolutely wonderful. Awesome. <clears throat> it's a, it's a, a, an unusual stout in the fact that we use cold pressed espresso from okay. the, the electric brew right next door. Oh wow! So a lot of stouts tend to be chewy. Uh huh. And this one is very smooth. Uh -huh. Almost elegant. Mm hmm. I would, I would put it at elegant. There you go. So let's. Let's talk about life before the brewery. <laughs> what do you what, what did you guys do for real jobs? We have what do you do for yeah, real I was gonna jobs? say we haven't put our That's day right. jobs yeah. yet. You you and me are a lot alike. I've I've got I've got my day job and two night jobs that don't pay anything, so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I get podcast. that one. I got that. <laughs> Go ahead, Gary. Uh, during the day I'm an accountant. Okay. Uh, Plastic bottle manufacturing company, um, and uh, been doing that for twenty some years, mm -hmm. and uh, so hopefully one day this 
get me out of the accounting field and okay. into a into a second career. So. Okay. Are you a, a Goshen resident? By I'm not. I'm originally from down around Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. Cool. So, All right. We moved here in 2000, mm -hmm. and uh, I really like Goshen. Yes, it's a it's, it's it's a small town, but it, it's got a lot to offer. Yeah, it's a cool town. I'm from Mishawaka, and it's amazing how many people from Mishawaka have never been to Goshen. They think it's far away. <laughs> <laughs> I drive here every day for it's, work. It's because it's not safe to drive the bypass. Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the winter, that's definitely true. I've, I've had some white knuckle rides. Oh, yeah? So, Jeff, yeah, what's I'm, your day job? I'm a registered nurse. All right. 30 plus years. Uh, currently working in home health. Okay. Um, have held, you know, different levels of management positions over the last 15 years. Uh -huh. But uh, doing home health right now gives me the opportunity to flex my hours so that okay. I, I can get here as much as I can possibly okay. be here. Cool. Yeah. And right. we basically live here, so. Yeah, yeah. I, it, you would have to to keep uh, enough beer for the. There you fans. go. That's exactly right. Okay. Great. So, how did you guys meet? <laughs> we met. Uh, we both have daughters that uh, were swimmers for a local swim club, Goshen Swimming Inc. Uh huh. And Jeff and my wife Laura were on the board of directors mm -hmm. for a while. They held. They started holding their board, their directors meetings at. Uh, my house. Okay. And Jeff shows up one night. He's got some homebrew for people to try. Uh -huh. uh, well, wait a minute. I've got homebrew too. So, All right. I, needless to say, the meetings degenerated from there. Uh -huh. so that became the <laughs> official place for the meetings was yeah. my house. Um, and so, you know, they were really liking the beer, and, and um, uh, Jeff had to start talking beer uh -huh. and brewing. Um, and it just kind of grew from there. We started doing some free tastings um, around mm -hmm. town. Uh, sometimes they were with other homebrewers in the area. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it was just the, the two of us doing a tasting somewhere. Right. And we started to get good feedback. Um, we even started having some local companies invite us in to do tastings during their holiday open houses. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, we've entered beer in some competitions uh -huh. and they've done fairly well. And um, so that fostered the idea to maybe try and, and do something together. Uh -huh. So, how long ago, so you started with the homebrewing, how long ago did you guys start homebrewing? I've been homebrewing for over 10 years. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while. And it, it, you know, it starts how it usually starts. Yeah. My wife got me a kit yeah. for Christmas. Right. Here we are, uh -huh. you know, some years later. Right. And, and I, I actually started several years ago making wine. Okay. Um, and uh, then uh, we just didn't really have the patience for wine. Yeah. Um, to let it age. Right. If it was in the bottle for six months, it was really good. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, you know, I, I said something to uh, my wife about trying some beer. And like Jeff said, she got me a few kits for Christmas one uh -huh. year. I tried those, and yeah, they're okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I did a lot of reading online, 
I started reading about partial mash and, and whole grain mm -hmm. brewing and right. really got interested in that. Um, I wanted to try it. So it just progressed from there. Yeah, that's, that's cool. And uh, it's funny you talk about lying. My, uh, when I, where I grew up in Lakeville, India, mm -hmm. and my neighbor would make his own wine. And he actually would allow the 11 year old Scott to try it. It was awesome. Fun. And my parents didn't get too mad about it. But then, one of my favorite things is a guy that my mom worked with named Rhubarb Wine. And she would always get two bottles. And I think I was about 14 at the time. And she would always let me take hits off those bottles. For some reason, when I was a kid, Rhubarb Wine was the best. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because it was sweet. You know, yep. It, it was good. A little tart, a little sweet. Yeah. 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 So good. you guys get together and you decide to go on business. It looks like you found yourself a nice building. Yeah. This is a culmination of about three years worth of work. Okay. All together, you know, between, you know, getting a business plan together, starting the application process, going, uh -huh. going through the feds and through the state. Right. You know, and uh, finally working through uh, the Elkhart County and the city, and mm. this is where we end up. Right, right. Okay. And it's a, it's a beautiful spot right here on Fifth Street in Goshen, right around the corner, well, right behind the police station, and right around the corner from Electric Brew, there you Ignition, go. Yep. all the, yep. all, a couple of cool spots. Shared parking lots. Yeah. Yep. So, so as far as the different recipes that you come up with, how do you guys come up with Foggle Nugget? And all, all the different brews that you do. Is it stuff that is carryover from homebrew, or are you experimenting? And some of it, some of it's that you know, recipe development is you know, there are just tons of, of beer recipes out there that uh -huh. you know are basically open, and you can grab a hold of them, and then uh -huh. basically you put your own twist on things, mm -hmm. and that's how you know, the, like the coffee stout came right. about. Right. So you know, and the, the name basically is derived from the two main hops. Uh -huh. So you have Fuggles and Nugget. Okay. <laughs> There you go. And again, you know, it makes people laugh when they say it, so it, right, it's, right. it's a happy beer. Yeah, yeah, if I drink a few more of these, there you, go. It, there you go. I may have to edit it out. <laughs> there you go. So when you're, uh, when you're coming up with things that you think are going to appeal to the different customers that come in, how do you keep a finger on the pulse of what's hot and what's not? Because you know, IPAs are the rage sometimes, and wheats are the rage sometimes, and porters and mm -hmm. stouts and all that. Do you do you just kind of look at what's what's being consumed, or what? Do you have any kind of a gauge that tells you what you should make next? You can, yeah, you watch what's on what's out on the market, what's popular at the time, mm -hmm. um, and then you can also there's a lot of information online, through social media, through mm. different uh, craft beer uh, publications mm. that give you an idea of you know, what's, on, what's on the horizon, what are people thinking about, what, what's happening out on the West Coast or right. the East Coast. Uh -huh. And uh, so you keep an eye on that and, and like Jeff said, you know, you, you, you might take a style of beer and, and, and put a new twist on it just mm -hmm. to see what happens. Right. Um, you really never know what people are going to latch on to. Right. Right. I, you know, I've heard it said different times that there's a beer out there for everybody. Right. 
Um, I think you just have to find the right one. And there are, there's a tremendous number of styles out there, mm -hmm. and then you add the variations on those styles, and it, it's exponential. So, um, yeah, just you just kind of watch what's going on. And, mm -hmm. And we we play we play with it here. We'll do some one offs just to see how people are. You know, we'll mm -hmm. take we'll take a porter and add different flavors to it. Back in the spring, we did uh, we took a porter and added uh, peanut butter uh -huh. and bananas. Okay. So that was our that was our shock the monkey, uh -huh. and uh, it came across really well. We didn't make a lot of it to start with, but it, you know, uh -huh. you can take the base beer, and if it's a really good base, then it'll stand up and you can play with it, you know, uh -huh. and add different things. We're getting ready right now, we'll run a porter and we'll do it with uh, bacon and chipotle peppers. And it's a, it's a very tasty beer. Yeah. You know? So you can take, again, you can take any base beer, if you've got that recipe down and it's pretty solid, then you can start playing with it from right. a flavor standpoint and what you can add to it. Right, right. Mm -hmm. When you were uh, putting your business plan together three years ago, there was still there was microbrews popping up pretty steady in Indiana and Michigan. Still did you, are. Did you go around and visit any of them and see oh, yeah. what kind of stuff yeah, they did? Yeah, um, we'd uh, probably give a shout out to a Beer Brewery down in Indianapolis there on the okay. near north northeast side, I think it is. Uh -huh. And uh, kind of, you know, some of the bases, some of our ideas are, are came out of there. And, you know, they're a small brewery. Mm -hmm. They do great beers, though. So, right. you know, and... You know that was an inspiration right. for us. Yeah, and I've talked to a few a few brewers. I, I talked to South Bend Brew Works mm -hmm. um, Drew over there, and I've uh, just talked to a few of them offline. And it's kind of neat in that your community kind of wants everybody to succeed. Yep. Versus, it's, I mean, there's always a little friendly competition, but yeah, you, brewers it, support it, brewers support other brewers, especially right. from a, a you know in a small standpoint. Right. You know, and. and Obviously, as far as beer goes, I think most communities, because of the popularity of it, can support multiple, sure. multiple yeah. microbreweries. Yeah. And, you know, there are different concepts, you know, for us, it's, again, we are very beer-centric. It's about the beer. Mm -hmm. We're not food-centric. We're not food-focused, although right. at some point, you know, we're going to add food, but it's going to be food trucks on the outside. Mm -hmm. So we're not doing the dishes, man. Right. You know, right. we're just, we're bringing food in yeah. from out there. Yeah, cultivate up in the road. There you area, go. Yeah. Area does that. Yeah. Exactly. And we were just at uh, Door County brewing up in Door County, Wisconsin. Uh -huh. Same idea. Food right. truck parked outside. You know, yeah. good beer on the inside. You want something to eat? Run outside, grab it off the food truck, come on back in. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Or bring bring whatever or bring whatever you want, which is what we do here too. Yeah. You know, local. Yeah. You know, you can bring food here anytime you want. Mm -hmm. So how's the reception been? You've been open for how long now? About three and a half, four months. Yeah, it was in April when we opened up. Okay. How, how's, how's the reception for the community so far? Morale's been pretty, it's been very well. Mm -hmm. um, and we've had a number of people from other communities. Mm -hmm. in, you know, Mishawaka. People yeah. from Mishawaka are coming yeah, here. from Mishawaka. Mishawaka, <laughs> Fort Wayne. Uh, and we've had, you know, we've had some travelers come through. I just had a couple in here last weekend from mm -hmm. Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. uh, Syracuse, New York. Syracuse, okay. Here New York. in the la last week. Mm -hmm. um, Grand Rapids and Indianapolis. Wow. So people are coming in seeking us out. Right. They find us online and say, hey, there's a new brewery. Let's go check it. Yeah. 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 I'm, kind of, I'm kind of in that mode myself. Like mm -hmm. when there, something new pops up within 100 miles, I'm 
Oh yeah, go check it. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. That doesn't, not necessarily 100 miles. I've, I've got a daughter out in Virginia, yeah. uh, up by DC, and I, my son's in uh, Alabama, Huntsville. Nice. Doing grad school, so when we visit, we're always mm -hmm. looking for something out, exact. Seeking out the local stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, there's such good stuff out there, and I have to say that I went from I went from being a Coors Light drinker to starting the craft beers and the IPA for the first ones that got me. I wanted the hoppiest stuff you get on this. I mean, the hoppier the better. And then I started to get to be kind of a microbrew snob. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know, they're not they're not as good as this one, so I'm 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 going to go to this one. And and the funny thing is is um, I went to Tapestry. It's just down the road from uh, yeah, Cultivate. Absolutely. A lot yeah. We we hike out at Grand Mere uh, Park quite a bit, and and so we hit Tapestry, and I'd either have a beer, or get a growler, or something like that, and then Cultivate opened up, and I started comparing those two. Mm -hmm. But there was really there's really no comparison because they're totally different types of yep. brewers. Yep. So now it's I stop at Tapestry and have a beer, and I stop at Cultivate and have a beer, and my wife drives home because she doesn't drink beer. <laughs> That's good though. So, yeah, we yeah. do. I do tapestry quite frequently because we, yeah. like, we like to camp at Warren. Uh, so, you yeah. know, it's an easy shot. And, uh -huh. uh, it's amazing the number of breweries that have, are popping up again mm -hmm. across that area. Right. You know? Yeah, and, you know, Green, you know, Greenbush kind oh, of right, right. was the staple for a long time, and there's just a ton. Oh yeah, growing up around it exactly. Yeah. yeah, at least three new ones this this summer already right. again. Right. So yeah. So are you in the mode of bottling anything yet, or not yet? Okay. Not yet. We are we are on a, on a keg only basis at this okay. point. Our goal is to, you know to be a production brewery, so we're upping our output so that we could get kegs out to local restaurants. That's oh, that's the next cool. shot. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah, that would that would be uh, that would be nice. Yeah. Eventually, we would like to um, like to can some beers, and you know, there's a, um, a mobile cannery that mm -hmm. runs around to some of the places around here. So we'll look at them once we're, like I said, once we hit our production numbers, mm -hmm. then that is the goal. Right. When you're, I always come back to the recipe. When you're mm -hmm. com coming back to the different beers that you want to put together, you know, what's really the inspiration? I, I, you know what? It, okay. And, and I'm, thinking, sure. I'm thinking myself. Let's. I, I've recently started doing comedy. You know, 52 years old and. You doing stand up? Are comedy. you? Yeah. All right. What's and, your What's your best joke? Uh, I don't even do jokes. I just, <laughs> I just I'm monologuing. Up, I stand up there and stammer. There you go. Yeah. You know, I I did a rant last night about the the new chip cards that they're giving you, the debit cards, and how it takes a half hour longer to check out. So. <laughs> Because you have to wait for the beep and you have to tap your head and rub your tummy at the same time to make that happen. So, all right, let me let me, let me give you this. Um, I'm drinking the ten pin cream ale. Okay. okay. So, cream ale. This goes back to when I was growing up. Uh, inspiration. Mm -hmm. My granddad had a bowling alley over in Elkhart, the old Eagles bowling alley in uh -huh. downtown Elkhart. Okay. okay. You, bowling pins, uh, cigar smoke. Uh huh. A nice, light, clean beer. Mm -hmm. You know, something that everybody's having a good time with and drinking. And right. you know, that's where I came up with Ten Pin Cream Ale. Okay. You know, Cream Ale is is a beer that's been around for a long time. Uh -huh. 
So, you know, and ours is pretty darn good. Yeah. And uh, so inspiration for my granddad and bowling, and there you go, 10 pin. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those are, those are the ideas. Those, uh-huh. are, those, those That's where it comes from. Uh-huh. How about you, Garrett? What, what gets you going? What gets, uh, what gets you going? <laughs> what was that? What gets you going? What gets you going? That's for our Daddy's other blonde. <laughs> Daddy's other blonde, yes. Um, that came about, uh, I have a good friend that, um, he's a Miller-like, Natty-like drinker. Uh-huh. And um, you just about can't tear him away from that. And we were together, and I told him I was going to make a beer light enough that he would drink it. Uh-huh. And just as a joke, I said, I'm going to call it Daddy's Other Blonde because my uh-huh. wife is a blonde. Uh-huh. And it stuck. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, a group of friends, they kept talking about it. Have you made Daddy's Other Blonde yet? And, and uh, so I, I went ahead and worked on the recipe. And, uh, and when, I, you know, when I got it, right everybody was liking it and now it, that's another beer that it's fun to say the name because no matter how you ask for it it sounds kind of facetious uh, like, you know, I'll, I'll have daddy's other blonde no it doesn't sound facetious uh, what's it really sound yeah right. <laughs> uh, you know i'll try daddy's other blonde it doesn't matter how you right. ask for it right um so you know that that one came about trying to get a friend into craft beer and uh and just kind of joking around about the name. The Fuggle Nugget Coffee Stout, um, I was uh, sitting at home throwing names around and, and I just blurted out Fuggle Nugget because it's two hops. And, uh-huh. and my wife couldn't say it without giggling. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just sometimes things uh, are deep rooted, like Jeff with the 10 pink female. Some of them are kind of spur of the moment. Right. Just kind of come to you, mm-hmm. um, but you know it's always it's always fun to whether it's a an inspiration that gets you started on the recipe mm-hmm. or you get the recipe, you get the beer, and then the name comes about. You right, know? right. It doesn't matter which way it happens. It's fun mm-hmm. to to come up with the right. steps. Speaking of that. I'm going to check on the wet blonde in the back. I'll be okay. right back. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I noticed, and I, I may have noticed it early, it was uh, one of the nights that, or one of the weeks that we were out visiting my daughter out east, and I had never seen it really in any of the local breweries before, but the brewery we were at um, had a couple of craft root pilsners going. And I thought that was unusual because you know it was you know it was pretty much a wheat, uh, an IPA, sure. a stout, a porter. You know everybody has, but the the pilsners are starting to make a comeback. And do you guys have any pilsners going? We don't have any going yet. I've I've had a recipe partially put together that you know, I'll sit there for a little while. Uh-huh. Um, Focusing right now on, on on beers more for the for the fall and winter, uh-huh. um, so I probably won't go back to that recipe and try and do anything with it until sometime around March or April. Mm-hmm. But um, Pilsner's definitely have a place. It's a it's a tradition style of beer, right? And 
there are there are some people that are uh, craft beer enthusiasts or craft beer fans that want to stick their nose up at, at Pilsner's because oh that's just like you know Bud Light right. or Miller Light or uh -huh. whatever. Um, but you know. An ice cold pilsner after you get done moving along really hits the spot. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. Um, it's a very easy drinking beer, um, and it's not. It doesn't have a, a really big uh, alcohol content, right. so it's not like you're going to drink one or two and go like, yeah, know, stop. Right. Um, and so I definitely don't uh, turn away from. From pilsners or, or mm. lagers in general, right? And we're set up here that um, we can lager if we want to. Mm. And I think it's something that we'll probably uh, start to look at more mm. a little on, a little further down the road. Uh, we did do one lager early on, mm. and it was fairly well received. So, uh, what's the difference between when you say you're set up for? That you can do a lot. Well, What's the difference between doing that and say, the fermentation process so. is a little different? Okay. Um, ale yeast and lager yeast are different. Okay. Lager yeast are top fermenting yeast, and and they like much colder temperatures. Mm. Um, ales, uh, especially, are especially good for home brewers because you can ferment at room temperature most mm. of the time. You know the. The working range for ale yeast is usually somewhere in the ballpark of 50 to 70 degrees, mm -hmm. and so it's very easy to have find a climate where you can ferment that beer, right. and, and you don't have to cool it. Mm -hmm. um, lager yeast like much colder temperatures, mm -hmm. and so you you have to have uh, you know, a refrigerated, climate-controlled area uh -huh. in order to do that. Um, and we have two cold rooms mm. in the brewery that uh, we can drop the temperature down to near freezing. Okay. And uh, so that lagering is definitely a possibility. Okay. Cool. What does it, as far as labor intensiveness, what what does it take to get a keg of beer made? <laughs> yeah, a few hours, a couple of weeks. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it depends on the it depends on the beer, but mm. um, fairly basic beers you can you can turn those around in in three or four weeks time. Okay. Uh, brew session for us is usually um, not including any kind of setup that we might have to do or clean up afterwards, the actual brew session itself is eight to nine hours. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is pretty typical. Okay. So, yeah, it's a, it's a full day. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's fairly labor intensive for us. It's, you know, we've got two guys in here working and right. we're, we're cranking things around, you know, we're dragging, dragging bags of grain back and forth, mm -hmm. you know, mashing stuff in, running water. <laughs> You know, sweating like nobody's business. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> That's good stuff to keep you young. Oh, no. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> young. Young. It's good Pretty stuff young. to make you tired some days. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll be running in here to midnight. So. Wow. Tonight. So, um, as far as 
what uh, your uh, customers can find on tap right now. We've got Fuggle Nugget, that's a coffee stout, and we've got the 10 pin cream ale. And is that? This is, is this Solstice. Solstice? Belgian okay. wheat. Okay. Um, we have, a, we have, a, have a Kentucky Common back there, okay. and we have Daddy's Other Blonde. Tell me about Kentucky Common. Kentucky Common, it's interesting. That's what they would refer to as an indigenous American brown ale. Okay. So a beer that was essentially developed more or less in Kentucky. It's a brown ale. Mm -hmm. So you would take, uh, it's, it's two-row and corn, corn mash put together. It's what they call a green beer, so it's made to be served fresh. You get it done, you fast ferment it, it goes in the keg, it's ready to go out. Oh. And um, it was developed back in the day of, you know, pioneer settlers, you know, doing their taverns. They'd make a beer and they want to have it ready. They want to turn around for their customers. Uh -huh. So, wow. yeah. it's been well received. It's an inter interesting beer. Some yeah, people I, like it, some people don't. Yeah, I can yeah. say I haven't seen one exactly like that. Yeah, 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 it's, you know, again, an American beer. Right, right. Yeah. And yeah. we have Dad's other blonde on tap right now, or is we do? Okay, cool. Yeah. And anything? What's coming up for the fall season? Uh, we're working on um, our Mason Dixon, Dixon, which is a brown ale done with uh, Michigan Red Haven peaches and Georgia pecans. It's a very good beer. Yeah, people really like it. <laughs> um, we'll uh, blow up a pumpkin here. Jolly Jack pumpkin will be uh -huh. coming very shortly. Okay. So that's a pound of pumpkin in every gallon of beer. Wow. So I can tell you, I won't be going. No, it's a good beer. Yeah, You'd I be surprised. <laughs> Some people are put off by it, but yeah. I'm telling you, it, it, it's a really good yeah, beer. I, I, I might taste it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the again, it's an amber. That's the base right. is an amber, mm. and um, we put a lot of pumpkin in it, and we do use pumpkin spice pie spices, but we do not put clove in our beer. Oh, okay. So we don't use clove. Yeah. Okay. Can't stand the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, have, we have a few. Uh, Call it winter warmers. Yeah, got a Russian mm -hmm. Imperial coming up here. Right. Yeah, and then a vanilla hazelnut stout. Ooh. Yeah. So. And Belgian triple. Okay. Yeah. Great. And uh, just for the folks listening, what are your uh, business hours? Right now, um, we are doing uh, Thursdays from 4 until 10.30. Okay. Fridays from 4 until 11.30. Okay. And Saturdays from noon until 11.30. Okay. And we're looking at possibly adding Mondays here come after Labor Day. Okay. So, for all you people that live in downtown Goshen, we understand there's nothing in downtown on Mondays. <laughs> we're going to be here on Mondays come September. <laughs> that 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 will be a welcome thing for me because on Mondays I like to uh, have something to break. So. There you go. Awesome. There you go. You can stop and hit us, man. We'll be ready. Okay, well, I really appreciate you guys sitting down to talk to me when you're in the middle of uh, trying to get beer out for your, for your customers. We're working on a wet hot blonde back there. All right. That's wet hot blonde. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, thanks a lot for being on the podcast. Awesome, Scott. And I, gotcha. will, I will definitely be by as often as I possibly can and uh, help you deplete your inventory. Killer. We like that. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You bet. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard. 
Taylor Square and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.